Welcome to University with Life and Leadership Coach Anne-Marie Chiresso. In this collection of refreshingly honest conversations, students share their stories, struggles, and successes, and educational experts provide practical and valuable information on all things university. Discover how to live fearlessly and thrive in college and beyond. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of University, where you get to be the best you possible. My name is Anne-Marie Chiresso. I'm a life and leadership coach, and I am your host. And I'm really excited to be talking with you today about loneliness. Last week, we discussed with Emery Bergman her experiences freshman year, first semester, with loneliness. And I thought it'd be fun to explore it a little bit deeper together and give you guys some tools to work through issues when um, when they're arising in your life. So I start like I always start. I looked up loneliness in Wikipedia, and this is what Wikipedia had to say about it. Essentially, loneliness is a feeling based on a story. So the story would be isolation or I'm alone. All right, so let's break that down a little bit more. Um, what's a feeling? Feelings are emotions. What are emotions? Emotions are energies in motion. Hmm. What's that? So loneliness falls under the sadness umbrella. Um, in the work that I'll be sharing with you all, we focus on five core emotions, fear, anger, joy, sadness, or creativity. So loneliness would fall under this, probably the sadness umbrella and maybe the fear umbrella. And when it comes to these unpleasant emotions like loneliness, which we all have, we all experience either loneliness or some form of unpleasant emotion, we have one of two choices. We can either face them or we can run away from them. Now, if you're anything like me and most people, when you're faced with an unpleasant emotion, you're going to likely want to run away from them. So what we're going to talk about today um, is kind of twofold. First, we're going to talk about being aware that you're even in um, an unpleasant emotion, which most of us are so skilled at avoiding that we're not even aware of it. But the second thing is when you become aware, what do you do with it? What do you do when you have to face these uncomfortable or unpleasant feelings? So you might even want to check in um, and remember a time when you had an unpleasant moment, emotion or experience, maybe a fight with a parent or a friend or a breakup with someone, a failing grade, not getting the internship you wanted, not getting into your fraternity or sorority or into a specific friend group. So you might want to conjure up a moment so that when we're working through this, um, you can call upon your own personal experience. Now, go back and see if you can remember how that actually felt. It was uncomfortable, right? And it sucked. So when we're in the face of these uncomfortable feelings, like I said earlier, we do one of two things. We either full-on face them or we run away. Because we're so skilled at avoiding and denying and ignoring our unpleasant emotions, 
we often bypass them and run away, and we can do it in a lot of different ways. So we call that drifting. So a, a lot of things we're going to be talking about on this podcast are around mindfulness and consciousness and some words like presence we're going to use. And when we're facing or being with our unpleasant feelings, we're actually in the state of presence. So mindfulness is a tool that we use to help cultivate presence. Presence is actually a state of being with whatever's occurring. So when we're in a state of presence, when we're mindful or aware, we are noticing our uncomfortable feelings. But often we don't. So what happens when we move away from, we call that drifting. So two states, there's either presence or awareness, or there's drifting, going away from. Now, like I said earlier, if you're like most people, you're a drifter because everyone drifts. Um, But that's okay. That's not actually a problem. What we want to do is we want to build our muscle of awareness so that we can catch ourselves in the drift. So we drift all the time. It's not a problem. I want to keep emphasizing not a problem to drift because that's just what human beings do. We want to build your muscle for catching yourself in the drift. So check in and remember that uncomfortable time that I asked you to call upon a few minutes ago, a few seconds ago, and see if you can remember what it felt like when you felt uncomfortable. And then see if you can remember what you did as a result. So this is a pattern. Everyone's going to have their own specific pattern of drifting. Um, For instance, what do I do? When I drift, I get controlling. When I drift, I get sleepy or tired. Um, When I drift, I go to technology Um, when I drift, I eat ice cream. So there's a bunch of ways in which you'll find you drift. You just got to get to know your drifting patterns. So, you know, the reason I'm going to keep saying this over and over again, you guys, the reason we practice skills like mindfulness is so that we can cultivate this muscle of self-awareness And we use all those self-helpy tools to help us build these muscles so that we can be more present in our everyday life. Why do we want to do that? Because when we're more present, we're being with what is, we're managing our energy in a way that really serves us. When we ignore what's unpleasant or uncomfortable or what's true, when we deny it, we can create constriction in the body and constriction doesn't feel good so we want to be in a state of flow when we're in a state of flow we have greater access to creativity to our aliveness to energy um, to our memory to our ability to focus so it's really important that we stay in this state of flow so The reason we want to stay self-aware is so that we can remember how to shift and stay present to whatever's occurring. So for instance, when you're feeling lonely, 
you're likely a feeling sad and or scared, sort of a cocktail of emotions there. And if you have the courage and the willingness and the uh, ability to be with the emotion, which is sadness or fear, and actually move that through your body, it takes us 90 seconds to authentically move emotions through the body. If you allow yourself to really move that sadness and be with it, or move that fear and be with it. And yes, I said move, right? Because earlier I told you emotions are energies in motion in the body. So you want to be able to really pause, become aware of the emotion, move it, and then something new arises. Space is created because you're no longer using your energy to push down or hold or constrict or deny whatever emotion is occurring in that moment. And then you become free. So um, really, the game here is we take, we, we, we explore a few things. The first thing we explore is we pause um, and we ask, our, we ask ourselves, where am I in this now moment? Am I in a state of presence? Am I being with what's occurring? Or am I drifting? And we just check in with ourselves. And then the second thing we do is we just accept ourselves wherever we are. So we've drifted. If we've drifted, that's perfect. It's no problem. You know, one of the biggest things we tend to do is judge ourselves. So cut yourself a whole lot of slack and check in and see if you're willing to accept yourself for drifting. You know, drift happens. Then the third thing you want to do is check with yourself and ask if you're willing to do something differently. So just because we see what we're doing doesn't mean we're actually willing to change what we're doing. That's the hard part. So we look and we really see if we're not willing to change our behavior in that moment, fantastic, that's not a problem. Just simply go back to step two and accept yourself without judging yourself. So I'm sad right now and I'm really not willing to move my sadness and I'm just going to accept that that's 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 what's here right now. And I'm going to accept that. So I'm going to be with that. So this is the key. Don't judge yourself. If you decide you are, in fact, willing to do something different, then go to the next step. And the next step, the fourth step, step is shifting. And so here is where true empowerment comes in. So in the case of my interview with Emery Bergman, um, she shifted a few times in her process, but her big shift came when she decided to post her homework video on her Facebook page. She recognized she was afraid and she decided to take the risk anyway. Her shift came when she stepped into her fear and she got vulnerable. So she got really present. She was afraid. And then she chose to act beyond the fear and get vulnerable. And we can see that it yielded a really big payoff for her. So the next time you're feeling lonely, scared, sad, afraid, what do you do? Just notice it. Identify your drift moves and then check in. See if you're willing to accept yourself and see if you're willing then to make a different choice. And if not, no big deal. Maybe next time. Remember, the name of the game is awareness. If you are aware, you can be clear. All right, that's it for today, guys.
Thanks for listening in. I hope you found this episode of University helpful. And be sure to join us next week for more inspiring stories from real people just like you that you want to know. And remember, you, you're the next generation of leaders. You're in charge of changing the world. I hope you're inspired to show up mindfully and fearlessly. We sure need you. Would you like to learn a little bit more or go just a little bit deeper? Each week, I'm hosting live group coaching calls to help students real-time practice integrating these tools into their everyday life experiences. So if you're having an in-the-moment struggle, issue, frustration, or challenge in your life, and you want in-the-moment support, join us live on Thursdays from 4 to 5 Central Time, where we drop in and drop the drama. There's more information in the link below. And of course, you can email me at annemarie at bringithome.me if you have any more questions. Thanks for listening to University. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to leave us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.